got my hero notes right here. I got the stolen notes from Jockey. <laughs> Still can't get over blah 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 future shopping in You still tickled by that, huh? Yes, I actually I love am. it when you think something is funny because you once you think something is funny, you never not think it's funny. Like once you once something catches your fancy, like that's it for you, you're done. I think that's very amusing. What was that noise? Wait, what? Why did my tablet go off? Shoot, like they look at music going.
plot. For whatever reason. Hello, I blocked him so he can't do much. You blocked him? What? Oh no, sorry, there's just been a lot of stuff going on on Twitch uh, lately with hate raids and stuff like that. There's these people going around like doing negative things to people on Twitch. There's somebody, uh, there's a bot in here that uh, is a part of that and I just blocked him. I was trying to report it, but I can't report it because it doesn't have what it, the category he's involved in. Can't ban this guy though. Ban him? Jesus, All right. Roll on your channel. Hey everybody, welcome to a rather impromptu but necessarily. Hi everybody. Welcome what? to another. Welcome to an impromptu podcast, one that necessarily didn't need to happen today, but we're doing it regardless because we can. No, 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 that's not that. Just make you it. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. I didn't realize that you didn't want to. No, it's not that. It making making a joke here, and you just blew the, you just popped the bubble. I don't understand. This is all impromptu. We didn't plan any of this conversation out, so I don't really know what's going on. I just we didn't plan the last I, conversations. I suddenly out. found, I suddenly found myself in a situation where you were telling everybody that you weren't interested in doing this, and I just wanted to make sure that wasn't the case. I think that's fair. If you think it's fair. We're here for a few episode, uh, well, one episode of My Hair Academia that just came out, and we're also going to review two episodes that we didn't review last week because I was the one who stopped us from doing that. Um, it's his fault. It's all his fault. Yes, it's really my fault. I think because we didn't do My Hair uh, with Charming King last week, we should probably start off with that, and then we can end off on My Hero because we have more to talk, talk about in that regard. Do you um, think that maybe since you've been so bad about your podcast schedule, you should include instructions on how to unsubscribe in this video? No, because you can just unsubscribe immediately. Speaking actually of that, we're not unsubscribing, but uh... Do you want them to unsubscribe? Now it sounds like you want them to. No, uh, we apparently got another follower last month at some point. A so follower? We're not, yeah, we're now sitting at four followers on the podcast. Somebody's Woo. following us? I'll make this weird. Please don't. No, I just don't understand what's going How does this work? So they're like in my room right now or something? Or... Yes, they're right behind you, massaging your uh, shoulders. Uh, your shoulders. They're behind me, massaging your shoulders. Oh, your shoulders. Eight, eight states away. Have you ever done one of these before? Is this your first podcast? I feel like it's your first one. I'm going to get a little bit of the analytics out of the way. Um, we, got a new, <laughs> we got a new follower. Um, we gotten we got more traffic in South America. Um, we also have some traffic. I don't think we had traffic in India before, but now we do. Mm -hmm. Someplace by in between Rasod and Washim. I think I butchered those names. Don't sue me. Uh, in some capital called Ahmedabad. Uh, I would say I thought we had a viewer in, in the river and I was like, how are they doing that? Uh, there's a viewer by some place called Guwahati, which I don't know where that is, but I think it's in India as well. 
No, it's actually in Bangladesh. Never mind. I know my states. I mean, not my states. I know my countries. I remember when we played um, Pandemic or whatever, and you didn't know where, like, Iceland was. They don't need to know that. And now you told them. How dare you? Didn't that go on a live stream anyway? Like, wasn't that... No, I don't think I was live streaming that. I think somebody was recording that. I hope not. Uh... But this, the, the complete, I just lost credibility on that one. Uh, okay, moving on from this, because that much is new. We got like a lot of traffic in South America. Not much here in the states. Not much is changing. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. That means nobody here wants to listen to us blah 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 about anime, but people in other countries do. Somehow, that? somehow that makes me happy. Actually, <laughs> I think I like that we appeal to an international audience. I like international people more than people around here. You hear that, people in Frankfurt? He likes you more than the people over here. I just feel like people over overseas have taste. That's all. You hear that, Frankfurt? Actually, hold up. Let me lose him another one. You hear that, Brussels? <laughs> I'm not just calling people out. We're immediately gonna start losing followers. <laughs> but okay, enough of that. I think we're gonna start with the Shaman King stuff because that was supposed to go on with the last episode, but we didn't do it because it was my fault. Um, so that way, next podcast episode, which I think will be the last one, because I think we're gonna go on a hiatus. Because life stuff happening with jo yeah, that literally is happening. You said the 13th to the, to the 27th of this month. Um, Jock is too busy to deal with this. Sorry, guys. We'll no, give him a minute. Gonna... <laughs> Sorry about that. We're uh, definitely... I mean, next I'm week just... is happening, but I said the 13th. You said the 13th and the... The 10th um, through... The 29th is when my friends here. Okay, so we are looking at one more podcast, which is next week. Uh, which should happen on Monday. If it doesn't happen on Monday, we're probably not gonna do it that week. I think we can do it Monday. I don't see why it wouldn't. It should be fine. And Monday or Sunday depends. I had to watch the episode a lot sooner, but that doesn't matter because Monday is Labor Day, and I'm happy about it. Moving on. <laughs> I'm happy that I'm off that day. That's really all that sort of really counts to me right now at that moment. Nothing else matters. Um, but with that, we're gonna move on to Shaman King. It's episodes 13 and 14. We're using some notes by Mr. Jock Burchard here that he posted, and they're gonna use these. AKA, I'm gonna steal them and take full credit. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm just going to use your notes here. I watched the episodes. Um, I'm going to go for what I remember, but not much. So it's probably not going to be much speculation because the anime is like up to episodes 20 now. So any speculation that we have is probably going to be immediately answered just because the episodes that probably have answered them have already aired. Uh, so I'm not sure how much we'll be talking about here, but uh, I'm just going to talk about what you have here. Apparently in episode... 13 i'm trying to remember what episode episode 13 was oh yeah when they dropped from the plane 
because if I remember correctly, in episode 12, they were on the plane um, going to the next location to where the Shaman fight was going to be. Um, apparently, it's going to be in the U.S., something I didn't pick up on. So that's a thing, because apparently the Patch Tribe was where the, the Patch Tribe location is going to be where the final tournament is happening, and apparently they're happening in America. So it looks like a couple more shamans are going to probably be of the Western variety, which isn't bad. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of shamans of the Western it variety, makes sense that they're going to be in the U.S. because the um, of the Native American motif of all the uh, of all the leaders of it. I mean, it makes sense because I think they are Native American, based on the image that you have down here. They're either Native American or they're like trying awfully hard to follow that motif so i would imagine that i'm pretty sure the native american yeah because their location is in quote unquote the u.s uh or i don't even know what they called the native americans actually called this place back before they got colonized we're not gonna get into that debate uh that we follow like the episode starts out with him on the plane and how is pretty much going on his uh his monologue apparently it, people like they've already how's already made his 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 uh his efforts well his uh his motives known that he plans to uh turn the world into a shaman paradise but only for strong shamans he also makes his interest in yo known as well saying that he's important to him uh i also want to bring up that uh yo and how look very alike <laughs> it's like almost on purpose they look extremely alike. Um, I'm pretty sure it is on purpose because he looks like him. But uh, but that's interesting. Uh, here on the notes you have here, pot leaves on the bed sheets. Apparently, there's a there's a smiley face. So that's mint. He was laying in bed. Like if you look that's, at the, that, that's a mint for me. Clearly, because <laughs> there's a smiley face on it. So he yeah. made some edits before he sent this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny that like they show him in bed like trying to recover and he's got like he's got like pot leaves all over the bed sheet. I just thought it was really cute. He asked the question of why is this goodbye forever? I I assumed it wasn't forever. But, but they talk about it. They all say like it's forever. Yeah, I, I know they say goodbye like, and they, they make it seem like well, the, the, they're supposed to be at whoever comes to Shaman King is supposed to be going with this very big convergence with like the Spirit King. So I guess in a really weird way, whoever becomes Shaman King becomes a spirit. But then again, I wonder why they don't they don't make mention of that, or maybe they don't. Maybe the contestants don't know because they are just they are just kids, and they probably that the people didn't try to tell them for a good reason, maybe. Mm. So maybe that could be it. I mean, I understand you're talking about because I will say that the deep at the red, I was like, "Hey, he's got a point." I I actually don't know what happens at the big on Shaman King. It makes sense to me that like everybody would want to go do this, like, and not like discuss the severity of the fact that they're leaving forever at some point. You know what I mean? I know that it's part of it's the shaman's thing is just to like, um, you know, be able to let go and stuff like that. But it just seems like. Well, Anna's whole thing is that she's supposed to become the the wife of the shaman, so I don't I don't understand why. It it doesn't really make a lot of sense, as far as something that being stated. 
uh, I guess after that question, you have how the ma uh, the blah 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 future shaman king fire spirit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I it's, even after a week. I saw how like what exactly what he was. He was just like. It was just like classic, like twirling mustache villain, like rant about how he's gonna take over the world, and and he had a fire spirit, and like the fire spirit was the only thing that was interesting to me. It was just like, oh, oh I'm gonna be, I'm so powerful, and I'm great, and uh, uh, and I'm, you know, and then it's just like, all right, and I'm tuning him out. I don't know, I don't know why this this tickles me so much, but it does. It's ridiculous. It's just a what? It's just a one liner. Because you don't like how that much. On point, like it's just like he's full bull, and it's just like it's not particularly exciting or impressive. Uh, you have Patch, like the Patch is another name for the devil. Which did yeah, you get in this episode? I had a tough time finding anything on there, but like I know that, like, I know that I think that in uh, New England, like Salem Witch Trials times, like they would refer to Patch as the devil. I had a tough time finding anything online to support that, but I have a really strong memory of learning that when I was in college as an English major, that they, that Patch was another name for the devil. So I wanted to throw that in there because I'm, I'm pretty sure that Patch is the devil. And I mean, uh, Lilarara of the Seminola, I think I pronounced that correctly. I probably didn't. I, I think the Seminola is supposed to be a different type of like a group of Indian, well not Indian, sorry, excuse me, Native American tribe that uh, um, either don't exist or are very few descendants exist right now today. The Patch tribe? Notice, Simi, you have a Lularara of the Seminola on here. I think the Seminola might be an actual Isn't it tribe. I think they are? But I, I really don't know. I don't, I don't really know like that much about the Native Americans because not many tribes exist anymore. At least in the real life, anyway. It's a place. Oh, it's a place? It's a historically black neighborhood in Florida. And Excuse that's me? The... That's what it's the first sentence on Wikipedia. Okay, I'm, I'm literally looking this up now. Okay. But it also, doesn't it sort of sound like, um, a Native American word? Like, usually when something like that is comes in, it's a Native American word. And I, I type it in, I'm getting this really weird, like, wheat middling, but it's not the exact, it's not the same word. That's, that was my problem when I searched patch and devil, um... It was just, it thought I was trying to buy a patch. Like, you know, like something you sew onto your shirt. And I couldn't get past that for like the more obscure thing. It was just so sure that I was trying to buy a patch that it, it wouldn't let me do any real re research. Um, it's There's a place, yeah, it's, it's a neighborhood in Florida. I see that. Yeah, it's apparently like a word that comes up in Florida a lot. So I, if there are Native Americans, they must have been centered in Florida because that seems to be where the word would have survived. I think they might have just made it up. I don't think they looked that deeply into things. Or it might be misspelled, misspelled because I, I happen to... There is a Native American tribe that sounds like that, but I just can't remember the exact word. 
Very historically black churches from in the neighborhood along with several stores and coves, which was named after a local African-American activist. This is apparently where Cuban exiles were. Mm -hmm. I can't think of the one I'm thinking of. The, the best I can find online that's close to Seminola would be um, Seneca or maybe Shoshone. But, or uh, Seminole Indians. Seminole Indians? Well, correction, we're moving the Indian. The Seminole are definitely people. Um, there's an E where that A is. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I thought I was reading. Uh, the Seminole are of a Native American people originally from Florida. Oh. So it's still Florida. Today, they live in Oklahoma and Florida, so there are some tribes still out there. Yeah, and then I bet the other spelling of it is just a spelling variant. Because, I mean, it's not like the Native Americans used our alphabet. So I bet it's just a spelling variant. They live in Oklahoma and Florida and comprise three federally recognized tribes. So they're, they're on the reservations then. Mm -hmm. The Seminole Nation of Oklahoma, that makes sense. The Seminole Tribe of Florida. The Miccosukee Tribe of Indians of Florida. That's... They need to get rid of the Indians in that in that in that sentence, but whatever. Uh, as well as independent groups, the Seminole people are emerging in the process of ethnogenesis. Oh, so they're common. I I don't know why I thought they were like one of the tribes that disappeared because there were a lot of tribes over here, and then they all a lot of them got killed. Mm -hmm. Maybe I th maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they aren't one of the tribes that are, dis that, that are rare or just gone in general. Okay. Well, I mean, with her, Lila Rar, where she was, she was in a city. So, like, when they first ran up on her, she kind of came out of nowhere, actually, when, when she wanted me to have the hotel. Uh. Yeah, like, Lila Rar, it might have been Seminole or Seminole, whatever. Um, you have also right here all the patch tribe are named after elements of the periodic table of elements. That was something I didn't know. Yeah, Goldva, Silva, Kalem, they're all different um, periodic tables of the elements items. Namari what of these like... elements are giving us a view in their personality? I bet it does, but I'm not sure what like chromium is going to tell me. <laughs> you know, like what What's your personality like if you're boron or magnesium? Like, I, I don't know. Some of these will, I'll get, but some well, of Well, I mean, magnesium, just... he's probably magnetic. Um, I'm sorry. I, I know. I know. I just, I, that was a stretch. That was very weak. <laughs> um, Silver, because that's what I'm trying to, like, let me look that up real quick and see if there's anything dealing with silver and personality types maybe wow okay um personality color silver Let's see here 
While you may not exhibit all the traits of a personality color, silver is listed here. Silver is your favorite color. You'll find yourself so in the description. You also find you exhibit some of the negative traits, of particularly when you're stressed. If your favorite color is silver, with a favorite color silver, you are intuitive and insightful and have a strong connection with a higher spiritual guidance. Hmm, that kind of sounds like silver a little bit. Yeah, I mean, silver depends on the mythology and everything else. Silver is all over the place, so... You tend to be introspective, often preoccupied with your own world in your search for meaning and fulfillment. You sometimes isolate yourself from others as you reflect and ponder on the deeper questions. Like, okay, that's a little bit... That's a little bit deeper than actually I think he is. <laughs> that's actually... Wait, I mean, unless we find out later on that he's actually really deep, because they did make him the leader. Uh, they did make him the leader recently. So maybe that's a hint. He actually might be deeper than we think, but right now that's way deeper than Silver is right now. If you love Silver, you can you're imaginative and creative, particularly in expressing yourself with the written word, making speeches, writing poetry, writing novels, or three millions of self-expression you are drawn to, allowing you to satisfy any. That's that, that's way deeper than we need. Uh, with a personality kind of Silver, you're open to trying <laughs> new things, exploring any. This is really making me sad. <laughs> I was, I, w I was hoping that this was like I'm starting to the, the beginning was a little bit more like Sofa at first but now we're getting into like they're making it seem like you're very inquisitive and very um like you're uh not smart but um I guess basically resourceful and whatnot like you could do you can like anything comes at your way you'll be able to solve it not saying he can't do that, but like right now, based on what we now know of him, uh, mm. he doesn't seem all that deep, but that could easily change. We'll see. It seems like the plot sometimes makes people deeper as they get a little more time to do so. The plot's been moving really fast right now. That's true. But yeah, everybody here has a name. Maybe even some of the people here that we haven't even seen yet. I don't even think we've seen Krom yet. I think you've seen Nikrom at some point. We haven't seen Magna. I think where is he? There was somebody who was killed by uh I think was it Radim? No. Was it Boron? I know they I know somebody got killed. One of these guys got killed. I'm it wasn't sure. Goldfa. It could have been Radim. Or was it Necrom that got killed? I don't even... Okay, maybe we'll, they'll say his name again later. <laughs> if they don't, I'll have to go back and look that up. It's going to bother me. But, um... <laughs> moving on from that. Um, you have something here. The Song of Destruction. In, 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 in quotation marks. I'm guessing there's something you want to talk about with that? I can't remember now. Um... One of their... Was it one of their abilities? I, I don't really see that. I mean, the thing that follows this right here is Vision, same or similar Fire Spirit. Yeah, I wish I'd put in... Um, there was something they slipped in there about, like, an attack or something that was a Song of Destruction. I, remember I can I look back on the episode, because it's episode... Third? Wait. Wik Wiki, I bet it's I bet it's in there. You know, once I remember it, I'll be able to tell you. Hang on. Uh, uh, they made this passing reference to it. And then I thought but, that was super relevant because it just seemed like 
It seemed like they wouldn't just make that passing reference if it wasn't. Dark Warrior Link to the Song of Destruction. That's all I know from here. So there must have been, like, they must have casually mentioned. I wonder. I hate this type of idiot. I'll go to Native American folklore dealing with the patch. Apparently, there's a lot of variations on the idea of the song of destruction because I'm seeing like IMDB has a, a list of it I remember that they just they passingly just kind of mentioned the song of destruction and they like moved on and it seemed like a hint drop to me but now I don't remember where in the episode that it was because I when I took my notes I reorganized them for by concept sometimes so it's I can't be sure exactly when they mention it but they just drop I mentioned in the Song of Destruction, and I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah, I remember that, but I don't remember what context. Do you know what I mean? But I can't remember anymore. I can't find any... I'm finding patches for Native Americans, but they're just like... That's exactly the, the, it. The, the, like, the typical... A patch, the, the, and then the, they give you the actual thing. I, I would order this, but I don't want a tomahawk flying at my window. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh dear, I'm gonna I'm gonna so burn for that. Okay, I'm gonna just I apologize. I apologize to everybody that I offended because I know I offended just about every every Native American tribe out there. Oh my gosh. Okay, moving on, vision, same or similar fire spirit. Um I know you talk about the fire spirit, but I don't remember did he ever give him his name? There was a fire spirit mentioned his vision, and I was trying to figure out if it was the same one or a similar one. Oh, in the vision they had of Hal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was because Hal makes the uh, make uh, says that um, he got he was reincarnated 500 years ago just to get that spirit. He reincarnated into the Patch Tribe to get that spirit. He makes a he makes reference to say he need, he wanted that spirit. When I put 180,000 there, was I talking about years? After 180,000 years, he would be re-resurrected? Re I have no idea. Um, hold up. How was a resurrection? Hopefully I don't see anything that peaks in my memory again. If I do, I, I won't say anything. Yeah, after 180,000 moons, so after 180,000 days, They'll be resurrected. Is that 500 years? Let's check that out. I have a calculator. That was 500 years ago when he first when he when he showed up the first time. 493 years. Jeez, that's. Oh, uh, either he's early or. Now you say that actually. Maybe how didn't reincarnate as fast as some people think, because they make it sound like he was supposed to come back after a certain amount of time, and they weren't and they weren't expecting him to be in this time period. Mm -hmm. 
the way they the way they talk about him to make it sound like he was supposed to come back at some point later. I don't know. Maybe that was just a number they threw out. Maybe they forgot. Who knows? Yeah. The other uh, guys had him for like three. He's had him for like seven years resurrected. Well, actually, he came out of the womb with this fire spirit. Actually, and it looked different. I don't know why it looked different at that time, but it came out with him. Hmm. You see it in the first episode when he gets uh, born. Well, well, dang it! I shouldn't have said that. That's okay. I missed it a little bit. Okay. I um. I think when he when, when I remember, it looks like he came out with it, but uh. Let's see here. Sad and upsetting to destroy her soul too. Makes sense since she could still talk with her and ups the ante. Oh yeah, when he kills Lyra, which by the way, um, I wanna, I wanna just say that I, I remember liking Shaman King, but I don't remember there being death in it, and her being the first actual death that we see on camera, it was. Very shocking. It was, it was sad because I really did kind of like her at that point. I was like, oh, she's really cool. And like she turned around and seemed reasonable and everything. And then they're just like, yeah. And yeah, like, that's what happens. They don't destroy her, but they destroy her soul. And I was like, it was a really low moment in the series. I was just like, oh, that's really, really upsetting. That, yeah, that was that. a very, that was a very harsh death, actually. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever seen this, a death where you just immediately disappear like you don't even get a chance to come back in the series mm -hmm. I still don't know if he really did burn her soul all the way I feel like considering that the patch tribe hold on to elemental spirits anyway it almost seems like to me like if they kept, held on to a spirit that was that powerful they'd find some ways to be able to make sure that even a patch soldier can't be burnt all the way just to me it just seems like something keeps spirits like that around yeah I think it makes sense that they would want to destroy her spirit because otherwise they could the shamans could come back and summon it and communicate with it. So it's like unless the spirit is completely gone, it's not like the most effective thing to do. But um, that being said, I don't know. Like it was just like really really harsh. It's like it ups the ante if you don't have an afterlife. Well, I mean she. Uh... When this show, they make they, they make it they, they, there is an afterlife, so she was immediately removed from existence. Uh, but uh, we can move on to episode fourteen. Um, after that, really harsh death. But uh, the first thing I see here on your notes is that another shaman who became a better person by knowing it. Oh, you talk about the uh, crap. The what's his name? Dude who looks like a girl. Shoot. I should say androgynous is what he actually is, but uh Yeah, I've got his name. Are you referring to the uh to the patcher? I forgot what you I don't know who you're referring to here. Is there another shaman who became a better person knowing Yo? Connection between Yo and How. Yeah, they they make obvious references to the fact that Yo and How are similar. Uh, the new shaman they introduced, who's got like a Sherlock Holmes vibe to him, uh, actually he's showing that he has a, a bone to pick with Hal because he killed his parents. Which, that was like, I can't believe that, uh, are you talking? 
But uh, no, it's kind of interesting so that though, I guess they're. Go ahead. I can take you. Okay. I I lost my train of thought. I was trying to pick it up, but I couldn't. Um, who is the? His like. His Vegeta, the guy with dark hair and green eyes and the, and the spike in his head. Do you remember who that is? Oh, you talking about Ren? Yeah, Ren is another one that became a better person because of of Yo. You just, I really like that ability of his to like transform people and make them better people. And it seems like that's a common theme in anime is that by knowing somebody, you become a better person. Like you see that with Goku, you see that with My Hero Academia. That the the lead hero just has this ability to make other people better people just by knowing them. So I guess that's kind of what I meant. Like I thought it was really cool the the way um, the way he just sort of changes everybody he meets. Like literally, so far everybody he meets is like a little better for having known him. So it'll be interesting to see how that works with other people. You know what I mean? Like as he goes through and he meets a huge number of people throughout this, is he going to start changing them as well? Uh, that's true. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think for like Ren had always had that in him. It just, you know, Ren had a really bad upbringing. It took knowing Yo for him to be able to be able to look the way he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new shaman, I forgot his name, but he's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes dude. I think he even lives in France. Well, he lived in France. Uh, it was actually interesting to see, like, okay, House actually killed somebody. Uh, and, and now somebody wants to come out for revenge. And it's a guy with a pendulum, uh, like a dowsing ability, which is kind of cool. Uh, you say detective. Cool detective guy is a cool addition for the gap in the team that was needed. What gap was that? He's, um, he's an intelligent, he's inquisitive, he's like a thinker and an investigator. Someone who's like stopping and looking, observing things, keeping everybody mentally on their toes. Like you don't really have anybody like that. You've got like some, you've, a lot of the characters in this right now are just kind of reactive. Like um, the guy with the pompadour is mostly reactive. The guy with the blue surfboard thing is like, gets mad and responds to things. Like Ren does the same thing. Like they all like, they all get upset and react to things, but here we have someone that's like finally proactive. And uh, Yo is just living in the moment, so he doesn't really count either. He lives completely in the moment. Everybody else kind of responds to the moment, and now we have somebody that can actually think ahead. And uh, I just think it's great to have somebody that can actually think strategically and plan things out and reflect on things that have happened and observe and stuff like that and not just be like, this guy's a jerk you know let's get him you know kind of like he just he's like fleshed out he fleshes out the group really nicely because they were sort of becoming a gang you know sometimes gangs can be a good thing moving on gangs can be a good thing uh yeah I don't really mean that but that uh, was not the greatest hill to, to climb on, dude. But okay. Yeah, no, I'm not climbing. I'm getting down on the. I'm getting off the hill. <laughs> All right. I, I was climbing it, and I decided to go come go climb back down. I'm watching the hill burn right now, and it's, it's. I'm glad that you're not on there with it burning. So as it can be, I mean, if you foster friendships and family that you obviously can't get, if you could get them someplace else, sometimes they can be a good influence. But um. 
uh, I, I guess we're, I guess we're as rounding them this episode as quickly as we started up. But uh, yeah, I mean, his character's a good. I wish I knew his name. <laughs> I was paying attention to that, and I definitely don't remember it now. I'm gonna find it out right now because he's apparently gonna be following the gang from here on out. I guess, I guess with him now they can find out where Patch Tribe is. Yeah, he should be able to guide him to that. I mean, he's got that oh, security already. Lie, sir. And he's from England. He doesn't seem to be as strong as the others. I mean, he's definitely able to hold his own, but I have a feeling he's got a bit to learn. I don't think he's a big player in the battle sense. I mean, we'll see. He has, he, he has more control over his Furi, Furiyoki coup than um, probably Rayo does at this point. But then Rayo's shown that he can just do the big thumb, which somehow immediately called one of his friends in the US. There are questions I have about that. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, he seems to be useful. He also seems to be reactive, even though he says, like... Because he, he seems to have a big bone to pick with Hal. A very big bone to pick with him. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I guess it's like the connection between How and Yo. You see, you actually kind of see when like Yo is like saying, "I'm not gonna fight you because you hurt my friends. You're not gonna join me either." But it's like you see this image of him like looking back at him as he says that, and you see that you overlay the image of How as he was looking at him as he killed his parents. And, like they're very similar. It's like, what's going on here? Why are they so similar looking? Like if you didn't know any better, if like if How cut his hair. And somebody came up on how first when they met Yo, like you get the wrong impression. Right. Well, Pompadour guy cuts his hair every day. Has there been what? an episode where his hair hasn't gotten cut? Ah, uh, the episode where he went up to the shaman area with uh, Manta, his hair didn't get cut there. Yeah, or did it? What his hair was supposed to look like then. I feel like the the gag is that every episode he gets a haircut. That girl's back and, and, and too fast, but um. But yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I guess like what I want to actually end off on here is, with this is that um, even though Howard is shown to be not Yo's friend, Yo still still says he's not a bad guy. He doesn't think anybody who can see spirits is all a bad guy. So makes me wonder is like just how really all that bad you know is his goal just makes him seem bad we gotta get to know him first we don't really know much enough about him so we'll have to figure that out first i think i think he could certainly we could certainly learn something about him it's funny how like just knowing a little bit about them makes you just empathy just getting to know somebody like usually makes you start making excuses for some of them well, I mean, it just depends because some of them, like, they do, they do evil things because they had to. Like, like Ren, for instance. Like Ren, it doesn't excuse all the people he's killed, but it, it, it makes you feel sorry that you know he couldn't. He, he you know, like at the same time, it's like he was doing it because his father was telling him to. You don't disobey your parents at that age. You just don't. You don't have the ability to, to think on your own, to think that this is wrong. It took yeah. Ren meeting Yo to start thinking for himself. Like, Yo is like, 
the, the you know this is how I could be versus how I actually am and it also shows that you know Ren had this part of him in there anyway because I mean his sister said that you know he he, he is also carefree but it's because of you why he, he can't live the way he wants and it seems like he quit the killing pretty quickly which is actually kind of shocking too He, well, I mean, sometimes when you break through, you really break through. I get that. Uh, but I think it's about it. I can't really think of much else. I mean, I'm interested in the whole situation between How and Yo. I want to see more about that. I think. I mean, I think that's going to be the point of the next part of this whole series, don't you? Of figuring out the connection between How and Yo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they, I mean, they're obviously kind of a yin-yang kind of relationship with each other. There's something I know about these two, but I don't know how much of what I know is because of the redacted Shaman King show from early 2000s that was wrong in what was actually happening in the manga. So I'm a little bit in the dark, but at the same time, there's something I do know that I kind of want to see how they play it out before I say what it is that I think I know, and hopefully it'll come in the next 10 episodes. That way I can say what I what I knew already. Um, as for how the show ends, I don't know, because the way the show ended before was not an ending. But, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll get to that point when they get to that point, because it's supposed to have 60-something episodes, I think, so. I think Shaman King's already up to 20, so we have 40 or more. So I suspect the show's gonna go into, like, like late next year, I suspect. As long as there's no breaks. Well, more than they, the ones they already had, but this is anime. They're going to have another break at some point. But uh, I guess with that, we're going to switch gears and we're going to switch it back to My Hero Academia. That's probably what most people are here to listen to us talk about and blather about. And the episode for My Hero Academia this week is called Revival Party. And we get more, we get more action with our favorite villains of the, uh, of the series. I guess favorite villains. Um, I guess we're gonna start up with something else I got here. Uh, apparently, the very beginning episode they talk about how when powers first started showing up. And I think you brought this up last time. We we're talking about this too about powers showing up and with the way the world was like. We get a little bit of like, we get a little bit of a uh, uh, insight about what happened and it makes sense you know the world first of all the world was normal running normally until the first quirk showed up and we found out that the world started like going upside down with people wanting to use their powers whenever they wanted to which caused a lot of problems to the point where uh powers had to start being um maintained and were banned somewhere to the point where a matter of liberation uh movement started happening where people wanted to use their powers freely because it was part of their personality part of their um uh part of their self-expression which is funnily enough kind of like the entire episode's message is self-expression um we get a little bit of that with our backstory with toga himako we'll get to that in a minute um i also want to say that i want to also correct something that i i was 100 certain it was last it was last time i reviewed this destro had a kid and that's who that character is that i assume was destro didn't even dawn on me that it's possible that he had a kid. Why not? I really don't know. 
I, I, I just didn't think about it. Um, like, a lot of times villains, they never bring up if they have a lover in the background, but I guess why would they? You know, they're a villain. But, uh, it just seems kind of weird to me. Well, not weird, it just seems like I didn't think this that he could have had a kid. That should have been an option on the table, but it wasn't. So, <laughs> uh, it seems like it makes perfect sense to me that he might have a kid. I just didn't think he had a kid. I just, I just didn't, like, they don't, I guess they don't, like I said before, they don't have to mention he had a lover, but it just, like, it just seems kind of weird, well, not weird, it just, it just, like, I guess it still astonishes me that he did. But I guess I another thing that astonishes okay. me is that he committed suicide in jail for finding out he even had a kid. So, I think there's a, I think this is a you thing, sir. Moving back on what I was saying, he, I think uh, this is like one of those things where you get hung up a little bit. It, this is not the motorcycle. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a kid. Like it's not like it's Palpatine with a kid. Like it's it's perfectly sensible that this guy that we barely know anything about could potentially have a kid. I'm saying just like I mean, I. I guess it's like I didn't think a woman could love this guy, but then again, why, why, why? <laughs> why not? I mean, some of the most horrible people in the world. Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan had so many um, people that he raped that I forget what percentages is, but there's like a significant percentage of the Earth's population that has blood related to Genghis Khan. Yeah, I, heard, I mean, I heard that that this. Still seems unbelievable, but I mean, if you've had, if you if you've done that much with these women, you probably would have a, a piece of your blood in every single person in the world. Oof. But uh, five point five percent of the male population of the world. He has sixteen million descendants living today. Eight percent of the men living in the former region of the of Mongol of the Mongol Empire. That's just crazy. If Genghis Khan can have 16 million descendants. This dude can have one. I don't think he's not allowed to have a kid. I'm just saying that, like, it, it's it's just, it just seemed kind of like to me out of nowhere that, but then again, that's the point. Man, we're going to move on from it. I mean, like, he, he's here. At least I got confirmation about who this kid guy was. I was under the assumption that he was, uh, that he was Destro. He's not. He's the son of Destro. And his name is Reed Destro. Obviously, his name was Destroy, so Redestroy, I'm guessing, is what they're going with there. It's kind of like how, like, you know, they got people who's the neo-Nazi party out there. This is kind of like what this is. It's the literal worst, let's face it. Um, but we, uh, we learned a little bit more about the past. You know, we learned about the, the history of the Liberation Party. And like it got dissolved after Destro got killed, well, after Destro got caught and killed himself, which he wrote the book that is circulating right now, which is interesting. I uh, didn't even think about that. So there's a lot of things here that I didn't think about that contained the Destro. But it's interesting that even after his death, he still had this much of an impact, so much to the point that his own prodigy is now leading the effort to liberate all metahumans. Well, it makes sense that he would be at the head of it, right? 
Yeah, but he makes it seem like to me, if I was him, I, my father left me alone, but then he died. How dare he? I'm not going to run his just pipe dream. Mm -hmm. But maybe this is his way of being closer to him, which is like what I'm rationalizing it as. It's he like, can't just be fanatic too. Well, I want to hope that it's really he just wants to be close to the author, and not that he's just a fanatic. I mean, think about it. Like, this is exactly how my hero academia works. Everybody has, like, somebody carrying on the flame for them. Like, the whole theme of this entire show is, like, the old and their, and their like, the person picking, taking, carrying on the flame. You know, whether it's All Might or One for All or, or this group, like, I'm sorry, All for One or this group, like, it's exactly how this stuff goes. Yeah, okay, uh, now we are actually here at present time with Shigaraki and his group as they go to Danka City before it, uh, gets destroyed. As we see in the first episode of this arc, Shigaraki nude and all the rubble. Uh, I guess we'll eventually get to how he gets to that point. But, um, they're gonna meet with the, uh, Liberationary, the Liberation Army. Apparently Dobby's back to helping them, because he was just, he was gone for a while. Uh, be, uh, apparently, as they're walking through the, as they're walk, want to walk into the town, Sliding Go shows up, and we find out that he's apparently a part of the Metal Liberation Army. So one of the, one of the metahumans is a part of the Metal Liberation Army. Uh, it seems like such a random character to do that with, but I guess because he's not all that important that they can. Uh, I was gonna bring it to this actually uh, as Shigaraki is walking through the town you see this one hero on the roof um just kind of looking like epic yeah I love that he he, he looks like a common writer <laughs> a what common writer it's a Japan it's another Japanese thing it's like the power they got the power Rangers but it's like metal suits and there's usually okay. three of them that's what he reminded me of he reminded me of a common writer you want you can look it up but um, okay. also could be big bad beetle boards, but at the same time he reminded me of a Power Ranger. <laughs> it's what he reminded me of, and I kept on thinking about it as I was looking at him. Uh, but as we get past that point, we um they get cut off by uh, meeting with uh, Hana Bada, who's a representative of the Hearts and Minds Party. We've seen him a couple of times already, and I think he's probably the money. Behind the operation, he looks like the kind of that type of sleazy dude who would like who float his money around and you know, support the people that help him out. And to get into a little kerfuffle, and uh, twice asking about you say kerfuffle. Yes, I said the word kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. A kerfuffle. Not even a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. <laughs> but um. They're like uh, we find out there's apparently 180,000 people who have powers who are in this one place, and they're all uh -huh. jumping. They're all jumping the 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 you know the League of Villains here, and it seems like they're really it's dangerous because they've they been training. 90% heroes, which means they're I'm sorry, 90% meta powers, which means that there's still 10% there that that don't. Like, what's the why would they specify that? I'm really curious. Like. Because you got some meta sympathizers out there who don't have powers, but they understand. It's yeah, it, but I wonder what they do in this town, like what their function is. They're probably either keeping the town going with normal jobs, or they are 
they are some of the people who are the living bombs. Hmm, that would be disappointing, but it's definitely possible. That's a good use for them in a really grim kind of way. But they can't do much against the metahumans. They're just gonna they're, they're gonna die anyway. They might as well die on their own terms. That's the way I'm looking at it. Like if they yeah, can maybe. die for a good cause and it's on their terms, then it's not disappointing at all. It's the best way that they can be used because they don't have powers. And from their perspective, they probably never met a human they didn't like, you know. Was that on purpose? Yeah. Don't hang out. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just gonna keep keep sighing for the next couple seconds. <laughs> but I almost wish I thought about hanging up. <laughs> but uh, oh. yeah, like like, but yeah, like uh, we found out later on that some of the meta humans are actually bombs as well, because the the main focus is gonna be the reporter chick talking with um. Himoko, and we learn we learn a little bit we're gonna learn a little bit more about her but before apparently we learn more about her we we flash back over to Redestro and um, Giran, Twice's friend and he brings up the fact that you know if they let the bioengineer Nomu's out free you know they would win but according to Redestro he's positive that they can't for three reasons number one is that the Nomu uh, that they released during the first attack, uh, I think they they caught him and they don't know where he is right now. Or he's a rumor still. Nobody knows about that guy. Uh, two is the other Nomu that, that Endeavor fought. Um, they were more concerned about the, the white Nomus, but they became rumors because they're not, they weren't as, they weren't as important because they weren't that strong. But Jesse does bring up a point because Hawks is going to take down a couple of them by himself, even though he's not a power type. And also the yeah. Black Noma that the Endeavor burnt. Apparently, I forgot about this, but I guess that's what Dobby was there for. I thought Dobby was there to, uh, to, to like to attack Endeavor, but I guess he was there to collect whatever was left of that uh, high-end Noma, which makes me wonder if he's still around. <laughs> which I thought was interesting because uh, one of the things he was consulted with was not wasting his pawns. It was like something that was cited as like one of his problems, and I thought that it was uh, it was interesting that. He's being disrespected by this guy and criticized for the exact type of thing that he was told to improve on because, like, that's exactly the kind of behavior that they wanted him to take on. And it's exactly the kind of thing that they're like, oh, well, he can't be in that great a position if he's picking up his pawns. But, like, wasting his pawns was the big thing that he was, like, criticized for before. So I thought that was a really interesting little. Well, I mean, he's positive note. that they're limited because I have no moves are limited. But based on what we saw in that laboratory, granted, now he doesn't have access to those numbers yet. But like, they're like at least a little, little to be twenty in there. Um, right. Based on numbers, that's. I didn't think that that was like the greatest sign that they were weak. Like I thought. Yeah. I thought uh, that was smart to pick up your your good. If you know they didn't lose anything, it sounded more like he thought that the reason that they weren't able to that they needed the Nomus, like the big sign of weakness was that they sent Dobby to pick up the Nomu, but Nomus are kind of mindless and that one didn't do the job already. So like, it makes sense to send someone a little bit better to go grab them. Someone you can I think that's on. a sign they don't, that it's not that they don't respect them. It's more, they don't, they don't, uh, because um, Dobby is such a random agent 
Um, he's actually the only guy amongst all the League of Villains anyway who can operate on his own. Uh, at least given the opportunity to operate on his own. Because uh, Dobby went by himself. And I guess this probably took us like, Dobby was there by himself. But he, he pulled it off. He was it was a good use of the of the work. Like that's all they needed to send. I, I just didn't think that. that I was think the that, that I think what it is they, 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 it's one of those whole like because you know you know they're great wet behind the ears. They're not gonna like they're looking down on them. But as this episode yeah. keeps on going, we're seeing that you know they shouldn't look down on any of these people because they're easily gonna overtake them anyway. As we're already seeing that it looks like they are uh, they are losing, but as the episode goes on, they're seeing that they all have received a power up. But um, well, the ones we see that we're fighting, but uh, also find out that apparently the villain, the the heroes here that are part of the organization are quite strong too in their own way, that they've been training to you know strengthen their quirk and whatnot. Some of them are kind of silly though, but uh, some of them are kind of interesting. The suit man was kind of silly though. I didn't see him just just now. The Superman guy, I hate. I, I feel like I'm supposed to hate him, but I hate him. The guy with flame hands. <laughs> Did you think it was interesting that some of them had multiple quirks? They didn't have multiple quirks. Yeah, the uh, reporter woman could turn things into explode things, but she also had that ability to turn her hand. No, that was a ring. That was like a, that was a, that was a, an equipment piece. That's what that Magic was. Ring. Yeah. There was somebody else there too that I thought had more than one quirk, and I can't think of who it was now. But there was another person where they did something, and I thought it struck me as a second quirk. Are you sure that she was using a ring? Yeah, she even says it's like a, a ring or something. She had announced it, but it sounded like she was just announcing her attack, like you know. One of the, one of the things she said was an attack, but the other one was like a block. Cause like she has her hand like in her jacket by her side, like covered up. Yeah. And that looks like the hand that she used. And plus, whenever she had the brick form around her, she pointed at Toga, and they still exploded. I wish so, I could remember. There was another person in there that had two powers too. And it just—I got the impression because she said that they imbued me with powers. Like I got the impression that there was something. Um, going on where they, you could have more than one power in this group. I, also I doubt it. I, I doubt that there's somebody here that can give them multiple abilities. There was also, I mean, there's certainly some other stuff going on too, because like um, everybody there just mysteriously had amplified powers just for being there, so there was something else going on. They were training, is what she said, they were training every day to strengthen their quirk is what was actually no, happening no, there. No, 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 like, uh, like disintegrating more than one person at a time. Dobby's like extra big fire. Oh no, they were just getting a power up. Is what was like. Well, I mean, I think they even said they, they got a power up in the middle of that. To use Uraraki's ability and not just shape change like she was supposed to. That they mention it overtly too. That like they have more power here. They like I see. I feel like I have more power here. That Dobby says before he unleashes his ridiculous amount of fire. It, I got the impression, and then Spinner was surprised when. Um, more than one person got decayed when he didn't even touch them. It sounded like it wasn't, it was something about being in that town that gave them more power, not, um, not just something they like were hiding. The way they made it sound like they had a power up in the middle of a fight, which is not uncommon with metal abilities, 
Like uh, it's not uncommon, but they were surprised by it too. And it's yeah, I mean, he's like, you don't like sure it. that was a plot point, not just a mistake. Not just a mistake. I'm just saying that, like, I feel like that it was just it was just a random power up that happened. Because, like, I mean, how how are you gonna so. how are you gonna power is. up the villains when we're not spending every day with the villains like we are with everybody else? There's no, only there's only there's only one way to positive. do it. I'm willing to bet you money that that was more than just a random power up. Here's the here's the thing though. If it's if it's just where they are, that means they won't have this ability. They won't have this power out, out outside. They're not right. gonna be. If think... they, they need to have this ability to at least be able to take on Deku at the very least. These powers that they have, I I think that they're. Um, I think what it is is there's something in that town that's amplifying their power. Like either someone's quirk is doing it, or they found some sort of science. That amplifies abilities or something like that but i think there's which would be in keeping with what they do there because they they have uh they've been working on how to amplify powers anyway you know so i don't know i would prefer it which is a natural progression of that quirk because they are still young anyway i mean none of them like i think Toga might be the youngest one there actually yeah that's just kind of odd now i think about that mm-hmm so there's something going on with that. It's not just, it's not just like bad writing. I'm not... Wait, so you can you consider you you, you consider them randomly have a power up as bad writing? I consider an unexplained power up that everybody seems, including the people that have it, seems surprised by. Bad writing, yes. <laughs> but, but I, I, wanna, I, don't, I mean, here's the here's the thing. Like, we don't spend like. We don't spend every day with the villains, though. So, like, I mean, like, a natural progression of them getting stronger wouldn't actually be feasible. Yeah, but they themselves, like, Dobby said, I feel more powerful here, and then, like, unleashed flames and, like, took out the room. Like, he said, I feel more powerful here. You know, like, he... I don't think he said the... Did he use the word here? Wait a minute. Let me go. Because I get past all this creepiness with Toga. We'll get back to that in a minute. Hang on. Because uh, a power up for Toga and being able to use the quirks that she's. Ice, ice, huh? 1835. To be able to handle your presence so well with that large body. I think I've gotten a little stronger too. I become able to tell. You're probably strong. Booth playing user Dobby. The only person. We, okay, and then they start fighting. You're right, he didn't use the word here, but I got a very strong impression. For example, by how surprised Spinner was that he could decay multiple people at the same time, how surprised they were that um, she was able to copy powers, not just forms. It just looks like, to me, having this all happen at once the way it is, and like how Dobby didn't try to use this in the previous episode, Like it, it just seems to me like there's more going on here. Well, Dobby hasn't really been here he's been elsewhere even the episodes that he Bobby took a shot at him last episode and it didn't work and then he's like oh well i give up but he didn't take as big a shot as he was he took now like it was a smaller scale attack like he wasn't quite this powerful he could have just holding back there is such a thing as like i mean i know he's a villain and you wouldn't a villain wouldn't theoretically be holding back, but at the same time, we don't know, we don't really know his characters on like a personal level anyway. 
Actually, I had him over for uh, lunch yesterday. Did you have hot tamales? No, I. As a matter of fact, I offered him something like that, and he was kind of ticked off at me. He uh, he actually likes ice cream, believe it or not. That seems odd. Yeah, and he's a vegetarian. Okay, now, now, now I really just don't believe you. <laughs> I was like, why are you a vegetarian? You kill everything you see. And he was like, I don't know, I just don't like meat. And I was like, all right, dude, you know. And then we offered him something else, and it's fine, but like, I don't know. He's also a very funny drunk. If you get him drunk, he's like the funniest person you've ever met. Okay, that I could believe. Uh, what? As we go back to the uh, before this, um, <laughs> the next bit is going to be mostly talking about Himoka Toga and her past. Um, there's not a lot explored with her, but we do figure where she came from. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, they bring up this before when they first introduced Toga. Um, I forgot about this, but um, there's some there's like a headline that says serial blood loss deaths. <laughs> And they bring up Toga. Serial blood loss deaths is what they say specifically. Okay. She's been killing people by sucking her blood, which is what her power typically is. is she takes the blood in. Which I want to bring up to as I was watching this with her involved in it. Like, I remember sometimes, like, in, normally in fantasy worlds like this, where powers are everywhere, normally you stumble upon your ability accidentally. Um, how do you stumble upon it like, when you drink somebody's blood? Do you turn into them? That doesn't seem like something you accidentally do. Uh, um, maybe she saw the blood and like got really drawn to it because it said she always had a weird association with blood anyway. Yeah, I was thinking maybe her quirk is what was, is responsible for her personality. I was uh, thinking that they just actually went well together. <laughs> you know what I mean? She had an obsession with blood that could have could have or could have not been connected to her quirk, but maybe she, if she wasn't a psychopath, she wouldn't have even discovered it really in the first place. Well, I mean, why did she go mad? Because he bring he asked all these questions. This this news report lady is asking all these questions about like, I write important for backstory question mark the question mark question mark. Right. So that's what I that's what I wrote down. Um, we come back to her after we found out the land that the lady did you has. Find that you were feeling kind of sorry for her in this episode, as much of a psychopath as she was. I felt like when she was getting, she was really bullied. But here's the, I mean, we'll get to that because I was like. Because uh, I bring up at the very beginning of this that I say that like this episode's kind of about how like self um, being able to you know express yourself, and it seems like here she wasn't able to. Her parents told her that she was psycho for even being herself, which was even ruder to me. Um, like she's the oldest daughter of the Toga family, which means she has a sibling someplace that we don't haven't seen, and that's disturbing. Uh, she also disappeared after her middle school graduation, which was interesting. Um, she's 17, so she had disappeared at least three years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So she's been gone for a little bit. Apparently, yeah, like, they make it they make it seem like her personality with the drastic change, but as we just described, she kind of seemed this way from birth. Well, not birth, but when she was able to use her quirk or something like that, she had this because she apparently grins creepily, which I will say, I will, I want to, I, I will admit that when she does grin, fully grin, when she bears her fang, she looks increasingly creepy. She does, and you can see that that's why she put a mask on to look more normal throughout her life, and that's the symbolism where the mask cracks and falls off. 
which was a nice parallel to the mask cracking and falling off when she loses the um, Uraraka skin that she kind of took on. Like you see the same thing as that black and white mask cracking and falling off in the uh, symbolic like meta meta plot kind of. Oh, speaking of Uraraka, and it still has nothing to really do with Uraraka, but in her past when um she's talking about love, you see that guy in the background like that. Like I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but he looks like Deku. But I did the math and it couldn't be him. But I don't know who that is. But um, he he seems similar, like to him looks wise. Anyway, it could be why she um, fell for Deku if there was a similar looking guy in her past. It just seems kind of weird that, that if all the people they could have shown that had any purpose in her life. Not her parents was some random dude who looks like Deku. I just kind of found that interesting. I'm sure that there's going to be, if that's the case, I don't remember that scene, but if that's the case, that missable detail that you picked up is probably going to be relevant. Because this this series likes to drop little hints in that way. Yeah, uh, she had a straw of the blood in Sato's mouth. Oh, geez, so that was like the kid that she, I guess, killed. They say that, like, oh, this is when she was. So the male students are 15, so this must be when she was 15. So this is probably two years ago, actually. Tucker was always smiling and sociable. I still can't believe it. But yeah, like that, one of the things about self-expression, she wasn't able to express herself because anytime she was expressing herself, she was creepy. Um, like None of her classmates really were around her. And then you see like her parents said that she was always a nice girl and whatnot. But when we find out later on from Tucker's perspective, her parents told her to like, you know, not be like that and stuff like that. She found a, a dead bird cute that was blood. They called her a demon child. So yeah, she was kind of bullied from her parents. But nobody knew it. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like... And on top of that, she said after everything, she started running. She was chased by heroes and police alike. But the only time she was ever, you know... Um, man, that creepy... Her real face is creepy. That's going to come back at some point. But, uh... But, um... The only time she was ever left alone was she pretended to be a high school girl, which was interesting wording there. Uh, so that's, that, that, I guess it explains why she's in a high school suit. Because I thought, uh, in a high school girl's uniform, I thought that was odd. Because how psycho she is, it's like, are they are they trying to do the whole like psycho school girl thing with her? But I'm guessing that's not all what they're doing with her. I guess it's going yeah, on to the whole like about her attempt to look normal, and she's like, "Well, this is what normal people wear," and she puts that on. I think she's more just trying to hide. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to hide and hide the sea of faces because they didn't bother her when she looked like that. But mm-hmm. I like that he brings attention to her actual outside appearance. But well, yeah, it's, it's... she changes it. You know what I mean? So they bring a lot that, of attention to it. And that's then you, true. And then she changes it, and then the woman's like, wonderful, wonderful. You just want to die looking cute, you know. Yeah, at the same time, yeah, I will say I kind of felt bad for her, but at the same time, it's just like, it's like, it's very difficult to stay like, to stay like that when you realize what she, Detronet's patented chain ring. What? So that, that black thing you saw around her hand, it was a patented chain ring. A chain ring? Is what she calls it. Is Dead Net Rat's patented chain ring. Oh, I didn't know if that was like 
the name of the quirk or not. But yeah, now that you say it like that, I guess it's probably support items. But then she blocks with it, and then she attacks with it, and she calls that attack Curious Flattener. It seems right, really then, weird, but that's the... It seemed, especially because she named it after herself, you know what I mean? Like, Curious. So, it seemed weird. It seems like it might have been a different quirk, but now I don't know, based on the way you said that just now. But... I don't think it's another quirk. I think she thinks it's just a support item. Because she says anything she touches turns into a bomb. And unfortunately, it's not lethal. Well, I say unfortunately, but fortunately, it's not lethal. Wow. <laughs> You're really striking out today, liking bomb comments, racist comments, and, and the Shining King stuff with the tomahawk. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm just, just saying. Can we just leave that alone? I apologized <laughs> for that one. <laughs> can we just move <laughs> I mean, if I ever wanted to ostracize our podcast, like I did it there with that comment. I'm usually the awkward one, is all I'm saying. Like, in this this episode, you've been the awkward one. I haven't tried kinda... to be the awkward one at the beginning when I was, like, talking over you and stuff. And you, you still, you shone through as the awkward one today. But, uh, as the girl, as the, as the reporter <laughs> talking, call, is calling her, like, a fortunate, Toga takes offense to that, and she... It's kind of interesting too, considering how, what her life has been like. She still doesn't. She still is going to be herself, which is kind of interesting. Kind of shows the kind of a personality she has, even though she's had this very messed up life with her parents. Yeah. She changes into a rocket, which we bring up before, uh, and I guess it's, another, it's kind of like her like trying to look normal in a really weird way. But it's kind of interesting because I think she chose Oraka. For what it's worth, too, she did point out overtly that that's her last dose of that. Yeah, so I mean, I, I picked know, up on that, too. It, it probably now we is. know that Uraraka is Uraraka in the future. So if we see her doing something, we know it's her and not, like... I mean, because everybody at this point is, like, a Toga suspect. But now we know at least Uraraka. You know what I mean? Is is going to be okay that she has... Well, until she steals more blood. <laughs> she has no more Uraraka blood, but she had, like... I don't know. She had like something like a dozen compartments there with other blood, so she can probably become a lot of other people still. Until she steals more Uraraka blood, then we'll have to question everything. What? Until she steals more Uraraka blood, then we'll have to question everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny how quick. Even relative, like like even though she's a serial killer, like she has she has uh she has thing she's able to do things that normal serial killers can't do. So it's like interesting too. Like I wonder where she went. Like she must have disappeared to do all that, to learn all that, and then come back into the limelight. I just thought she maybe learned that at the league, but you're right. I mean, I mean, the group, the villain she's with, must have trained her a little bit. Well, I don't think that. I mean, I think she had those abilities before she was with the group. Not saying she didn't get better with them, but I think like they bring up that it seems odd. Like even like uh, when Deku was talking with her when she was pretending to be. Uh, uh, Camille or Kami, but then yeah. pretending to be Oraka, he um he asked he asked the school about like how she was able to do some of the things she was doing, and they mentioned that the school doesn't train them to do the things that she was doing. So I was like, he could easily have been the league, who knows? But um, I was just that maybe she used some place else, and maybe we're gonna learn more about her past at some point too, because like there's a couple years that they're not accounted for. 
And they they focus hardcore on her too in this episode. I think more so than they ever did in the past. Kind of making her a deeper character in, in some sense. But yeah, she learns that she can actually use the quirk of the person that she has, which kind of makes me wonder if she still got Izuku's blood. Because if she does, that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did she get the feeling that when she turned into Uraraka, like she had um, new endurance? Or do you think that that was still the injured body underneath? It looks like it was still injured her body injured body. That was in- it was interesting that like she had like a shell of Uraraka over her, but it wasn't like a genuine shape change. I, I mean, when she when she put that on, you could see that even like even in like her face was still like, I mean, it was it was it was pristine, but her you can still see that she was still like fatigued a little bit. It wasn't like she turned put that face on and she was immediately rejuvenated. Yeah, she was trying to freaking get away, and she didn't even know she could make things float. Which makes another point that Uraraka's ability can kill people. I mean, I guess it makes sense because she can make them float, but jeez. <laughs> kind of puts my curse. It's like, jeez, her rocket's power is kind of dangerous. Uh, but Toki ends up getting away after all that, and um, I guess she kills the reporter from the way she makes it seem. Um, we also cut away to Shigaraki, who is, like, I guess, tired from being chased by a bunch of heroes. You know, they weren't that close, but I guess he, he, I think he was tired from his fighting with Gigante Machia. But um, mm-hmm. you see that the thing that you brought up, you know, Shigaraki ends up decaying a group of heroes from touching one face. Yeah, and they all completely get knocked out. And, like, along with that, like, Shigaraki, like, was, like, half passed out as it was. He was so tired and, like, at the edge of his rope, so... Um, because he just gone through a huge battle mode with the uh, with the big guy, and like now he was trying to like this was his sleep time, like his very precious three hours of sleep, and I don't know. I still feel like it was just a, it was just a it was a, it was one of those random power up situations that happened. Um, it was the only way that we could get a power up for these guys, you know. Because we're not going to be spending time with these. I'm going to be spending more time with them than we ever spent with them in the past. But, yeah. um, to me, now if it is definitely just the area, they kind of, I'm actually kind of upset about that because, like, that means that I don't know. Granted, the doctor did say that he has a power up for them early on, earlier in this, in, uh, during this entire situation, but they weren't ready for it. So I don't know. When you said that it could have been the area, maybe it's him. Because he is listening to all this, because he's 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 got that earpiece in Shigaraki's ear. He could be doing something entirely we don't know about yet. That's a good point. Compression Man didn't seem like he had any power up. Did you get that impression? No, that's because he hasn't been using his quirk. He's been sitting there. As you as you bring him up, he, I was looking at the scene where he was just standing. Uh, I think I saw him like dive out of the way of a few guys at one point, and that was like all he did. Maybe he'll do a lot more next episode or something, but Compression Man didn't seem very useful so far. There was a couple of people who didn't do anything, like Twice, for instance. So we, you know, Twice ran away to go find Toga. And well, we know Twice is going to be important next episode, and we also kind of know that he's going to get captured by the preview. Um, it's interesting that they seem like they want to capture Twice. Yeah, they do. They, they, they like bring up that. Uh, uh, 
it's going to be twice as quick as going to be the way that Ray Destro attains immortality. Yeah, I hope he they, knows what he's doing. They don't. I don't think twice his ability works that way unless they figure out some way to amplify it or something. I will find out if it gets amplified because everybody has an amplified power at this point, so I don't know what kind of amplification is going to do to twice. I can't, I can't, I can't foresee that being a good thing because one of the main reasons why Twist wears that body suit is because um, his his other copies go out to kill him. Um, and also, I want to bring up too that interesting about that. I didn't really think this, think about this when it happened, but um, there is this like very weird myth about doppelgangers, and it's usually that um, the theory is that everybody has a double, um, but it's really bad to see that double. Because the moment you do, it sends the doppelganger into a frenzy to kill you. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that we find out that twice his doubles go out of their way to try to kill him. And it's one of the reasons why he's been ostracized from the world, because his power is just uncontrollable. And why he's afraid of it, which is why he keeps that mask and bodysuit on. Because it nearly killed him before in the past. Right. But, uh, yeah, the first thing they do in the preview is rip his off, so he's done. I love the point out that when Twice is like talking, getting talking, he's upset and he's like trying to, he's trying to like save her from dying. We see, we have this. It's really weird because he, he, he's trying to have this. This character is trying to have this very meaningful moment with Toga, but because he's had multiple personalities, he's arguing with himself and he's just saying random stuff. And it's just, it's meant to be. It's meant to be a, a heartfelt moment, but it's, it's really hard not to laugh when he's like, I don't know why this is so hot. Why is it so hot? Because there's so much blood around here. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm just, I'm just sitting here like, this is so odd because it, it kind of takes me out of it because um, also I wrote down here, which is uh, well, actually I'll bring up too. Shigaraki has memories come back and it involved Nana a little bit. Um, so we're seeing that Shigaraki is getting some of his memories back slowly. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is after the, the shock treatment or before, but I think it's before. Um, speaking of twice, I write down here, the last thing I write down here is twice is crazier this episode. Um, which I don't know if you picked up on, but it seemed like twice was a little more spastic this episode than normal. Well, he's, he's there's a lot of reasons to have high emotions here. Yeah, I don't know. I just wrote that down because it seems kind of odd. Like he he's normally crazy, but like th- this episode he seemed crazier than normal. He loves Toga, and it's clear that he's in love with Toga, which is horrible because I think he's he's thirty something and she's seventeen. I thought she was twenty. She was seventeen, and then he said it's been at least three years. No, well, she disappeared in middle school, and I think it's been at least been three years. She's seventeen right now. Is what they say in the episode. I don't know. What's the age of consent in Japan? Maybe. I think it's age. 16. <laughs> 13. Oh, dear. Okay. So, uh... Okay, she was legal already. Never mind. Okay. Uh, dang it, Japan. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not your um, fault. I should have known this. <laughs> well, anyway, so it's it's not wrong in Japan. By four years. Dang it, Japan. <laughs> Dang it, Japan. Somewhere in the deep of my mind, I knew this. I'm just hating myself right now. 
Mm -hmm. Oh dear. Okay. Well, the episode ends with the, the love rug. I get. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I think. I think my my worldview has just been ruined again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did I just ruin everything for you? No, I think I already. Like I said before, I think I already knew this. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to believe it. But I guess with that, that um, took, me, took me off guard. That's all I'm saying. Hmm? That took me off guard. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, yeah, twice is in love with her. But yeah, I mean that was obvious. I mean, he goes out and said, "You're the only one that needed me." I was like, "Okay, obviously they're there. He's in love with her. I don't know if she feels the same way back to him, but." Maybe we'll find out if he survives. Lock. Well, I mean, who knows what happens to him in this episode? When this next episode? But because I, I don't know if like, because like they make it sound like I don't know because Do like not Dobby, but um, Twice is the type, type type of guy that would cooperate with you, but he'd be trying to use him just for his quirk. You know, you he, he already you've already taken his best friend, the only best friend he actually had. And took his fingers off of him. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think twice would be cooperating. So I almost feel like maybe in order to get him, because who knows how? I don't know how his quirk works beyond death. If it does work beyond death, if that's what the guy did to kill him. Um, because I don't really know. His quirk, his quirk's kind of weird. Because like he, he, it sounds like he makes doubles without really wanting to make doubles. Um. It sounds like he has multiple personalities in his own brain that all come out and say things. Uh, Twice is such a weird character. And on top of that, you even see him make a facial expression underneath his mask. It's very detailed. <laughs> this is something I thought he would actually be seeing. Right. But he can, you know, he can be very expressive even underneath the mask. That's kind of Deadpool's stick too. It's like Deadpool's very expressive even underneath the mask. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by that. I mean, he's also physically expressive, throwing his hands in the air and stuff like that. He's constantly in motion. The other characters don't really do that to that degree at all. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Uh, I guess with that, that's like the end of everything. I don't think we have much more to say. Next week, we're going to come back for another review, um, and we'll assess things from there for the remainder of the month. Uh, thank you guys for watching, and everybody who actually decides to listen to us ramble on about anime. Thank you for that. Uh, talk to you guys later.